Hello everybody and welcome to uh, the global launch of the seventh Smart Centres um, Index. Um, I'd like to make a, an, an especial welcome to uh, people who are watching uh, live today. We're very conscious of the fact that these global uh, reports are attracting an audience from all around the world and some of you will be uh, um, uh, tuning in um, at uh, uh, what can only be described as anti-social hours. So a, a special thank you to, uh, to, to you. Uh, some of you will be tuning in on the recording uh, that will be posted um, uh, within the next two or three days. Um, and if you're in certain parts of the world, I don't blame you for waiting until, uh, uh, until then. But for everybody who is here, um, uh, uh, welcome. And for those of you who are joining live, you have the opportunity uh, to chip in with, with questions through the um, uh, GoToWebinar uh, panel. Um, we do ask you, if you are attending live, to put your questions to us that way through the questions box. Um, if you if you don't do that, we will get the questions afterwards because we we are now locked in a uh, um, in a bubble within uh, GoToWebinar. Uh, but for everybody who's attending, including those who'll be uh, uh, watching the recording um, uh, after time, we're always interested to hear from you, your comments and, and, and questions. We would respond to them um, even if they come in in a, in, in a few days' time. Uh, but uh, this, this morning here in London, we hope to generate a little bit of discussion as well um, as, as 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 hearing. Uh, about uh, the index. So, uh, next slide. Um, my, my name's Ian Harris. I'm one of the founder directors of uh, Zien Group, um, and uh, it is an absolute pleasure and a privilege uh, for me to uh, host uh, today's uh, Distributed Futures session on the Smart Centres Index. Next slide, please. So, um, just before I introduce Beckjan, I would like um, uh, to say a few words about our sponsors. Um, uh, who are uh, many and varied. They sponsor um, uh, not only um, the Global Financial Centres Index, Smart Centres Index and, uh, and the like, but also the whole programme of webinars um, uh, that we here at Zien uh, Group um, uh, curate. Um, and were it not for the, these wonderful sponsors, we would, we would not be able to uh, produce this work and, um, uh, and, and, and host this webinar programme. So big thanks to uh, to all of these organizations. If we can jump forward two slides, please, so I can um, uh, introduce um, the, um, the, the sponsor of today's event, um, uh, which is the uh, uh, Astana um, uh, International Financial Center. Um, and we're very pleased to have with us today, uh, uh, Bekshan Mutanov, who is the director of the Tech Hub um, uh, at AIFC. Um, uh, and he is going to uh, speak to you now, um, uh, just to introduce uh, the, um, the event. Uh, Peck over to you. Yeah, thank you, Jan. Thank you, Mike, for hosting me. And it's a big honor for me for giving a speech in front of you guys. And uh, so, yeah, we can skip the first slide and uh, so we can start about the ecosystem. What do we have within the AFC? So, I, I'm going to uh, give uh, like two things. The first one is how we are developing the innovation, uh, innovative things uh, within the AFC. And, uh, very small talk about what's happening within the Astana city. So here you see the, so we can say that uh, when we just started our journey in 2018, we have a, a several uh, kind of key pillars and the FinTech was one of the five key pillars among the others like asset management, Islamic finance, green finance, private banking and the capital markets. So 
uh, fintech, we started to develop into trajectories. The first one is the regulatory framework, which is the basis, and uh, I'm going to talk about the second one a little bit later. So the first one, we started to uh, work with the, with the market at the business development uh, pillar. So uh, we, we've been focusing on the regulation and uh, we've been focusing on the... So first, when what we wanted to develop uh, was kind of like unclear at that time in uh, 2017 and 2018 years. <clears throat> And uh, there was a lot of like hype things related to fintech and uh, most of the people didn't understand what's happening in the world. And uh, first, what we had to do is uh, kind of like a, to provide some kind of like a basis. And uh, we've been analyzing a lot about uh, how the other international financial centers work and uh, what type of like uh, projects uh, have done in other jurisdictions and uh, uh, what's the benchmark. So what we have to use and adopt and uh, settle down, deploy in the Kazakhstan and within the AFC jurisdiction. So uh, first we started to uh, develop the competence center on financial technologies and uh, we uh, launched that uh, center of competence which uh, learned, which uh, were dedicated to analyze and uh, to conduct some, uh, a lot of research what's happening in Kazakhstan, in region and around the world. And based on that, so we've been providing to the AFC leadership, to the Kazakhstani leadership, a lot of uh, various types of recommendations, what have to be done uh, by the governments. And uh, we analyzed the, some kind of like a success formula, how we can achieve that goals, what we put in our, uh, journey in the in the end so and uh, so we found that we have to focus on five directions and uh, as well as this is one of the methodology of the international uh indices several types of indices and the connection was kind of like ready to to be a part of that type of like a competition uh, and uh, to compete with other financial centers the first one so it's a kind of like a government support the the first element the first factor of that um uh success formula and uh, so we decided that the regulation will be one of the parts and so we decided to launch special regime where you can test and uh, uh pilot other types of uh activities which is not regulated and which is not existed in Kazakhstan market at all and uh, the second one is related to uh infrastructure uh, so we divided into two, which the first one is related to hard infrastructure, and the second one is a soft infrastructure. Regarding the soft infrastructure, so we uh, decided to work on uh, with the banks, with the other financial institutions and the non-financial institutions in terms of the uh, making a convergency of different type of methodology and business models, and we call it as a corporate innovation program. So we launched the accelerator and the incubator for the corporates on um, deployment of different types of um, uh, business models within that organizations and we've been selling it within the Kazakhstan and in the region. The third one is the human capital basically so we've been attracting a lot of international expertise we've been uh, launching our in, uh, advisory council on financial technologies uh, later on it, that was transformed uh, to the kind of like a mentorship. So we've been calling and we've been conducting to that uh, experts from around the world uh, to learn what is happening and what are the insights in terms of the uh, development of 
any kind of like innovative ecosystem. So they've been sharing that ideas and they've been helping us to bring that benchmarks to the AFC and to the Kazakhstan. And we uh, became a part of different type of memberships and the various uh, boards where we also have been sharing our insights, our expertise and uh, our uh, conclusions, what we've done regarding the with working with the market. Uh, and uh, we, we, we've done a wide range of, uh, we, we brought the wide range of partners to Kazakhstan. So we, we've been, uh, we integrated the AFC to the international that uh, network. The, the the another one is the so we've been working on the sources and mechanisms of venture financing uh basically that's uh without any kind of like a money uh sources and the mechanisms so you cannot develop any kind of uh, innovative ecosystem which it, it could be a fintech govtech or edtech or some others so we we uh from our side we um basically build up the fundamental things which uh uh, kind of like a used for becoming not uh, only for the fintech ecosystem, but for the technology one. So historically, we used our uh, center of competence products, our uh, uh, analysis, etc., to build another one. So uh, can you go to the next slide, please? Mike? Yeah. So... <clears throat> And this is the second part, which is basically related to the FinTech Lab, uh, which is basically were related to the providing regulatory flexibility for the, uh, for the market participants, to the key players to test and pilot all of, uh, all of their activities. And the um, AFC FinTech Lab is one of the active sandboxes in the world. So we have in the queue more than 300 companies who are applied to our sandbox regime and uh, we have uh, approved uh, 50 companies and basically half of them are now active. Uh, so for example, I can give some numbers uh, around like five crowdfunding companies are now active in, uh, in the AFC and uh, about uh, 15 licenses were provided to the AFC participants, to the companies and that they are working in uh, virtual assets service providers activity. And uh, that's the, uh, among the CIS countries, it's only uh, sandbox regime, which is uh, the most active comparing to our neighbor countries. So next slide, please. Uh, yeah, basically, so we've been using our platform, so EFC as a jurisdiction, as a, um, as a, ecosystem as a platform as a so-called so club so we decided to go into more wider pillars uh, not uh, not focusing only in fintech but uh, in a technology sector so we launched together with our uh, governments government of republic of Kazakhstan and the world economic forum uh, based on the afc so we've launched in 2021 the affiliated center for force industrial revolution and so you can see the main directions in uh, which we are working now. So Internet of Things. Uh, so we are now piloting with energy sector, policy and data management. So we helped uh, our government to develop the data policy. And uh, so hopefully um, our government will adopt all that recommendations, what's our team done uh, within the affiliated center. Um, 
and then now we are working in a inter um, like directional regulatory sandbox where different type of players where different type of industries uh, who can uh, test and the pilots and the, to, to go live within the AFC's uh, regulatory uh, framework and the, within the AFC's jurisdiction um, and the, to bring the new business models to the Kazakhstani uh, ecosystem. So uh, one of the projects, what, we've, uh, what we are doing within the C4AR, uh, the Siri project, which is basically we are partnering with the INSEED, uh, which is the Singapore-based organization, and that they are helping us to determine the level of technology readiness and uh, adoption uh, among the industrial enterprises uh, for <clears throat> providing them the tools and the instruments to implement some innovational technologies and to deploy it within the different type of uh, organizations. Yeah, so we can go to the next slide. Uh, basically, so this is related for uh, in, in the VC hub, so we call it the VC hub, so this is the only jurisdiction within the CIS countries where you can structure the deals, where you can structure the companies, startups within the AFC jurisdiction with the canons of the international jurisdiction. So we make it more uh, easier to join the startups ecosystem. So now uh, within the AFC, among the 1900 companies, uh, 400 companies are IT, tech and innovation and FinTech related companies. And uh, uh, most of them, um, like as you can see, 115 projects are um, registered within the AFC and that they're structuring their deals and that they're using the convertible loan, keys, safe care mechanisms uh, for structuring the, uh, their collaboration with the VC funds. And so for the VC funds, there is a kind of uh, tax regime special where they're not paying taxes, any kind of, and for the, that's for the investors part and for the startups part. Uh, so in more uh, detail, so you can go to these two uh, VC guides, what we've uh, prepared for the market. One is for the, especially for the founders, for the startup side, and second one is for the uh, investors part. So basically in Astana, we have uh, different type of organizations, which is actively uh, working in the development of tech uh, innovation ecosystem development and, the one, uh, and our uh, partners in it is the Ministry of Digital Development and uh, their subsidiary organization is Astana Hub which is basically supporting the ecosystem from the so-called kids from the school and uh, with the big companies and they also have almost like 2,000 companies in their uh, so-called special economic zone and they provide the tax regime and the combination of for example, if one startup would like to grow, so we are providing from our side the jurisdictional preferences, and that they are providing the tax preferences, and that, that combination is uh, one of the active mechanisms to, to enter to Kazakhstani markets. And so we are supporting uh, from our side to help the investors, to help the startups to feel safe, uh, because we have our court and the international arbitration center. And uh, uh, we, are, we are providing a special uh, kind of like a 
regime for the expats uh, to feel free and safe and uh, to get any kind of like a governmental services in one-stop shop principle in the AFC's expat center. Uh, I see that Jan is uh, saying me that I'm running out of time. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to share. Bekshan, thank you very much. We'll, we will take the questions um, at, at the end. And I think there will um, be some questions that will probably be for actually for both of you. Um, but at this stage, um, let me just say thank you, Bekshan, for uh, warming us up. Um, and uh, now I'm going to hand over to Mike, who will present the, uh, the findings of um, the uh, Smart Centers Index number seven. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you, Bekshan, for that. Thank you for that uh, introduction. Um, as you probably know, I'm Mike Wardle, Chief Executive Officer um, for the ZN Group. And um, one of the things I do as part of my role is to work on the uh, indices we publish on financial and commercial centres uh, across the world. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with that research, the three um, research series that we run include the Global Financial Centres Index and the Global Green Finance Index, as well as the, uh, the focus of today's topic, uh, the Smart Centres uh, Index. And the Smart Centres Index is designed to track um, financial and commercial centres' ability to create, develop and deploy technology. Um, the aim of this is to help uh, both centres understand where they sit in relation to um, some of their uh, colleague centres, but also aiming to help investors, governments and regulators uh, take a view about the attractiveness of centres for new technologies and products um, by just, just having an overview of how attuned those centres are to uh, attracting innovation and growth in uh, technology. The index is a factor assessment index. Uh, which combines two sets of data. First of all, perception data, uh, which we uh, gather using the Smart Centres Index Survey. Um, this asks practitioners uh, throughout the world um, their views about particular centres um, and three different dimensions, which I'll come on to in a minute. So, that, that, so that's one set of data taken from our survey. The second set of data is 136 different quantitative measures um, which are indices drawn from a wide range of sources um, that uh, relate to centres. And these cover um, a range of uh, different um, data points uh, around different aspects uh, of a centre's development. Um, <clears throat> and we use um, uh, machine learning uh, to combine those two data sets um, to give an overall index rating. I mentioned that we ask in our survey for the um, assessment of three different dimensions, um, which we weight equally in uh, calculating the index. The first of these is innovation support, including regulation and the support provided uh, for the innovation and technology industry uh, by the ecosystem. Secondly, the creative intensity, um, the, if you like, the depth um, of the embedding of technology and innovative industries in the economy of that particular centre. And finally, delivery capability, which is around the quality of the work that's being undertaken in uh, that particular centre. In terms of um, the development of um, centres in the index, uh, we're now tracking uh, 77 centres in SCI 7, and you can see on, on the map here uh, where they're located. Um, so a, a concentration on North America, Western Europe um, and uh, Southeast Asia uh, with a cluster also now uh, in the Middle East. 
And in terms of headline performance, um, Western European and US centers uh, continue to show strong performance. Asia-Pacific centers in this edition have fallen back just a little. Um, London took first place in the index, and London and New York have been uh, both at the top of the index uh, or second uh, since the first edition of SCI 7. And New York indeed still takes second place with San Francisco, San Francisco in third. Uh, overall, there's four Western European cities uh, featuring in the top 10, uh, three from the US, um, <coughs> with Singapore and Hong Kong featuring in the top 10 as well uh, from Asia Pacific. And Tel Aviv has entered the top 10 for the first time in this edition of the index. Uh, I think you know, displaying the, um, the concentration, I think, of uh, technology business uh, in Israel. Five centers rose 10 or more places in the rankings, while six fell 10 or more places, which tells you there's a reasonable stability in the rankings in the index. Um, you know, it's not a large number of centers moving uh, vast uh, ranking places up and down. Um, but really significantly, following a fall in the average ratings across all centers uh, in the Smart Centers Index 6, the average rating in SEI 7 uh, rose by 6.28% and every center rose in the ratings. We think what this shows is um, increased confidence at present in the quality and depth of technology and innovation across the world. So there's still differences between centers, but overall uh, there's confidence uh, in the technology sector. Um, just a brief word on who gets involved in the SCI uh, survey, um, just on our respondents. So you'll see uh, we get about around a third of our respondents come from Western Europe, uh, just under a third from Asia Pacific, a number from North America, and then uh, some from other regions of the world as well. Um, and by sector, you'll see that we cover um, a fair amount uh, of, of sectors, 24% uh, working directly in technology, uh, people in working professional services, often supporting uh, companies working in technology, people working in policy and public finance, and the knowledge sector, including uh, the university sector. Uh, and then a range of people working mostly in finance supporting technology development. I mentioned, mentioned London and New York taking first and second place, but looking at the top 20 centres rather than just the top 10, um, I think it is interesting just to note that um, we've got a number of other uh, Western European uh, and American centres, US centres, uh, also in the top 20. Uh, Malta comes into the uh, top 20, although it has dropped a few ranking places uh, since the last edition of the index. Uh, Vancouver has moved up um, considerably in this edition of the index. Um, and finally, Busan um, comes into the top 20 um, uh, for the first time. And looking at the ratings over time for the leading centers in the index, the top five, um, you'll see there's a reasonably consistent pattern over the editions of the index. Um, but we just see San Francisco uh, moving up faster in this edition to take third place. Um, but with Swiss centres um, you know, closing in and quite close behind. And taking the three dimensions I mentioned, innovation, support, creative intensity and delivery capability, um, we'll just see that there are, uh, there are some differences in the strengths um, of individual cities. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're quite slight differences, but Chicago and San Francisco uh, do, do less well on innovation support. Uh, than do London and New York. Um, and that's the area, remember, around regulation and ecosystem support uh, for the development of technology. Uh, moving on to the regional analysis, um, in Western Europe, uh, 10 centres in the region maintained or improved their position. 
Uh, just noting that Dublin, Frankfurt, Milan and Madrid all fell 10 rank places in SCI 7. Um, but I always, um, when I'm talking about our indices, um, so the important thing is trend rather than uh, a single snapshot. Um, so we'll be looking, uh, as we always do, um, for what the trend over time will be uh, when we see the next edition of the index. Uh, turn to North America. Uh, there's now nine North American centers featuring SCI 7, uh, three of those in the world top 10, with San Francisco moving up into third place, as I've mentioned. Um, five centers in the re region maintained or improved their rank position. And I mentioned before, Vancouver has done very well. It's improved 12 rank places. Um, and so we'll be uh, talking to people in Canada as to uh, what they think may be happening uh, over on the West Coast. Turn to Asia Pacific, um, Hong Kong, Singapore and Busan uh, rank in the top 20 in the world. Um, and the eight centers in the region rose in the rankings uh, in this edition with Taipei improving um, more, than, more than 10 places, actually more than 20 places. Uh, and again, uh, an interesting uh, outcome. Um, and we do, as I mentioned, overall, um, Asia Pacific centers have maybe fallen back a little uh, in the rankings. Um, and it, it still is um, interesting to us um, that with the amount of uh, technological development and um, uh, innovation in China, Chinese centers are not yet performing uh, as well as you might expect them to in, in, the, in the SCI. Turning to Eastern Europe and Central Asia, um, Sofia maintained its state as the leading center in the region, but lost a little ground. Uh, Tallinn entered the index for the first time in 44th position. Uh, Astana, that, uh, who entered the index in SCI 6, uh, moved up 11 rank places in its second entry in the Smart Centers Index. And Bekshan, um, and just wanted to highlight that, um, given your uh, involvement today. In the Middle East and Africa, uh, Tel Aviv leads the region. Uh, Dubai takes second place. And uh, just noting Doha, who entered the index for the first time uh, in 29th position. And other than Johannesburg, all other centers in the region improved their, rank, their ranking places, uh, with Riyadh and Bahrain improving 10 or more places in the ranking. So uh, quite a strong performance uh, in this edition uh, in the Middle East and Africa. Latin America and Caribbean, we're tracking three centers, um, all of which fell a bit in the ratings, uh, in the, sorry, in the rankings. Um, and just noting that they're quite closely matched with Mexico City just a four places ahead of the Cayman Islands and Cayman only three ahead of Trinidad and Tobago. I mentioned uh, earlier on that uh, the quantitative measures that we use in compiling the index are divided into uh, different areas. Um, these include technology factors, financial services, reputational, business environment, human capital and infrastructure. Um, and we are able to run the index uh, model um, using just the, uh, the factors which fall in those, uh, those clusters, those areas. And when we do that, we get a slightly different uh, ranking in, in, in the index. Um, so to give a few examples, you'll see that um, London and New York are strong across the board, um, taking first or second place uh, across every uh, element. Uh, Singapore is very strong on most elements, drops a bit on reputational and general, uh, where it only scores uh, in seventh place. Um, I'll come on to the technology factors in particular uh, in just a moment, um, but I think here we can see some of the strengths and weaknesses um, of centres. Um, so Vancouver does very well in terms of human capital. Um, Hong Kong does well uh, in business environments, say. 
Um, and so this is a way in which we can uh, help people understand uh, how centres compare across a whole range of uh, their strengths and weaknesses. I mentioned I come on to technology because this compares the uh, placings um, in the index overall, the all factors column, um, with the placings uh, just using the technology uh, data points. We'll see here that uh, New York and London still take first and second place, although New York on technology uh, comes just above London. Uh, Singapore uh, comes up a few places when we just look at technology factors, San Francisco down, but there's some really big winners. Uh, places like Washington, Chicago, um, Amsterdam, Luxembourg, um, up multiple places just looking at their technology offerings. So if I were an investor really focused um, on places where um, they're serious about technology, I'd be looking at this uh, sub-index uh, as well as the uh, main uh, smart centers index in, in itself. We can track um, the effect of um, reputation advantage uh, in the index by looking at the weighted average assessment that comes directly out of the survey that we run and comparing that with the um, overall SCI rating. Um, we'll see that a number of uh, cities have a positive uh, reputation advantage. This means that they are marketing themselves well. Uh, people have a very good um, uh, understanding of what's going on um, and rate them probably higher than uh, would be justified if we just looked at the underlying quantitative data. At the other end of the scale, there's um, a number of cities with negative reputational advantage. This means that they are, we think, doing better um, than those people who are rating them understand. Uh, their job is to be selling um, their services and um, their advantages um, rather better than they are at the moment and making sure that the word gets out successfully. Uh, with that, I'm going to close and um, hand over to my colleague Ian Harris uh, for some, some further observations on the data. Thank you. Mike, thanks very much. Um, uh, maybe have the next slide, please. Um, th these observations I'll go through briefly before we move on to the questions, because I think Mike has covered um, uh, an awful lot of the, the, the things that I would say um, observationally. I, I would just like to um, talk about some regional differences um, uh, in the assessments. Um, and uh, uh, in, in particular, these two charts show the, the average assessments given to New York and San Francisco by people in different regions of the world. Uh, now, people in Western Europe make up 43% of the contributors to um, uh, the FCI at the moment. And you can see that they rate both uh, New York and um, San Francisco um, on average lower than people in other parts of the world. Um, uh, Eastern Europe and Central Asia, in the case of New York, also ranking them uh, lower, but people in Asia Pacific and in North America and in Latin America and the Caribbean um, uh, rate New York and San Francisco significantly higher. So there, there definitely seem to be some regional variation in terms of the opinion um, uh, 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 about the progress that, that, that the various centres are making. And that's, I think, a noteworthy point. Um, uh, for people from uh, those centres and for, pe for, for people who are actually trying to, to do interesting things in, um, in smart centres. Maps up the next slide, please. Um, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the, um, the uh, R-squared um, uh, coefficient um, uh, between uh, uh, various instrumental um, uh, uh, factors and the index as a whole. Um, uh, and my first observation about R-squared in an environment like um, the Smart Centers Index is that, is that the R-squared coefficient is fairly low across the board. 
Um, so in, in other fields where I'm looking at, at, at R squared, I'm looking for uh, 0 0.95, 0 0.9 um, uh, to prove a very, very strong goodness of fit. But when we're looking at, at our indices and all of the different factors that go into the index and all of the opinions from the people who contribute to the, uh, to the survey, we don't tend to be looking at, at, at high um, uh, R-squared um, coefficients. So it's, an, it's a comparative thing between um, uh, the R-squared coefficients to look for the goodness of fit. Um, and perhaps it's unsurprising for the Smart Centers Index that things like FinTech activity um, rate the highest but also, and also uh, uh, the comparison between the Global Financial Centers Index and the Smart Centers Index uh, re re results. But interestingly, things like Urban Mobility and Readiness uh, Index, which is one of the instrumental factors, shows relatively highly um, on this, um, uh, on, on, on this uh, index as, as, um, uh, as a goodness of fit with the results that come out of the, of the SCI. Um, so this list is the things that, that, that track the SCI pretty well. If we can move on to the next slide, um, uh, this is looking at uh, the same cut on technology factors, and this is um, strange and interesting. So again, fintech um, uh, activity ranking with those technology factors with a, with a, with a fairly good fit. Uh, telecoms infrastructure is a fairly good fit, as are smart cities. Um, but if you look at things like cybersecurity, and some of the infrastructure things like broadband speed um, um, and even things like the global fintech index it does not um, uh, uh, track very closely so uh, you know my, my job is to think why might that be um, and i think one of the reasons one of the main reasons uh, that that is the case is the, the amount of opinion that goes into the um, in, into the surveys and how fast this area is changing so I think opinions in some parts of parts of the world differ from opinions in other parts of the world. Uh, and, and I have a feeling that if, that, that if we could do a snapshot today and get everybody to contribute their opinions um, today rather than over the last few months, some of these factors might look quite different now because opinion is changing very, very rapidly um, uh, in this field. And of course, different centers are developing at a rapid pace. So, so it's not just about opinion, it's about the truth of what is going on um, in some of the centers. And it's changing so rapidly, it's, very, it, it, it's difficult to track, but that also makes it very interesting to look at those trends. And I would like to just uh, hop back to, uh, to Mike's point, where he said that he, uh, he likes to look at the trends on these indices, not just at the, you know, what is your score this time around? Because actually when we track those trends over a period of time, that is when you start to see, um, uh, I, I think some insight into, in, 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 into really what is going on. Um, the other thing that I think this, that this tells us, and it came out of Mike's observations as well, is it's not just about the technology factors. There's a lot more to people's rating of a, um, of a smart center than just the technology factors. It's about all those things about, you know, is this a place where people want to work? Do we get the know-how to come to, 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 to this center and actually get things done? Um, but one, uh, one more slide, I think, and, and then I'm uh, going to move on to, to, to questions. We asked a special question about the space of technological change. Um, we've asked this a couple of times, how quickly will quantum computers uh, be able to uh, break a public key? Um, encryption um, and, and thinking seems to have moved on on, on on this now last time we asked this question um, uh, we about, which was six months ago about two-thirds of the contributors said they thought that, that uh, it would be broken within five years um, now it's 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 more than three quarters it's getting close to 80 percent of people reckon 
um, uh, that uh, quantum computers will be able to, to break public key encryption. So um, although the cybersecurity um, uh, 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 instrumental factors don't rate very, very highly here, uh, people nevertheless um, uh, th think that, that every centre is going to have to do something about um, uh, uh, public key encryption um, uh, in, in a bit of a hurry. Um, that's all that I want to say before we move on to the, to the, to, 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 to the questions. So if we can just move on one more slide, please, which is, I think, taking us to, yes, questions. Um, and here we are. Um, I, I've got one or two quite open questions and one or two um, sort of fairly closed questions that have come in. I'd like to start with one of the closed ones, which I'm hoping that Mike can, can cover quite easily. Um, uh, where the, the questioner is interested to see the Swiss and the Scandinavian centres uh, uh, doing particularly well. Um, what, what do you think are the, are the drivers of that? You did mention that you thought the Scandinavian centres are particularly good at, at promoting themselves. Is there more to it than that, Mike? There is, um, the, 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 but both in Switzerland um, and in Scandinavia, we sort of see particular strengths. And um, looking at the individual dimensions, the innovation support, delivery capability and uh, intensity, um, Swiss centres score particularly highly on innovation support. Uh, the quality of their regulation of technology is seen as very good. They're active um, in putting new regulation in place in terms of crypto assets and um, are perceived as thinking really quite deeply about um, how to regulate uh, technology. Um, for Scandinavian centres such as Stockholm, Copenhagen, uh, their strengths are different. Uh, their delivery capability, the quality of what they do uh, is seen as stronger than in other centres. So we, we can track um, in particular in those, those areas, uh, Switzerland and Scandinavia, um, different strengths really coming through in the index results. Thank you. Um, I, I've got a, a, an open question here. We've, we've had several questions along along these lines. So I will try to group it as one thing, and I, and I think this will be really interesting if we get uh, Bekchan and Mike to uh, to answer in their own ways. Maybe Bekchan would like to go first, um, and I'll encapsulate it in a very open question, which is: uh, What are the most interesting developments in technology that you think are going to drive um, uh, this index, uh, you know, in, in the future over the next few years? Yeah, basically, this is uh, what is our strong side is related to financial technologies, and uh, so what we've developed within the AFC in the sandbox regime, and uh, so we are now accepting a lot of companies who are uh, running their business related to digital assets and the crypto. Uh, so now um, that's one of the like active, um, let's say, uh, active industry, and uh, so. As you know, in the previous uh, like two years, Kazakhstan became number two in terms of the mining and so that the uh, mining of the cryptocurrency and so that was kind of like a Kazakhstan uh, brought to the like leading points and so we have a lot of uh, like mining companies uh, who have uh, uh, liquidity and so that's uh, the, the first thing which is related to the crypto and the digital assets industry. The second one is to our national bank, which is basically also located now in Astana and the AFC. So we are working on the uh, development of the web tree and the blockchain related uh, projects. And basically that could be uh, two main uh, priority areas where uh, Kazakhstan or Astana could focus. And the, the third one is related to AI. Uh, so now uh, Kazakhstani organizations are running into this direction. And so they would like to run uh, the, the different type of projects where uh, Astana or Kazakhstan can contribute into this industry. 
The first one is Kazakhstan is also becoming one of the leading uh, countries in this region in terms of the creative economy and uh, uh, some elements and technologies which is related to the development of the creative industry. Uh, so that that's also could be one of the uh, key pillars where we have to focus. Thank you. Mike, would you like to add some observations on this? Yeah, I think for, for, for me, um, so many in the audience will know that I also run the Global Green Finance Index and I have a great interest in sustainability. And for me, um, the kind of most important technology is going to be developments that enable sustainability, uh, whether that's using space observation and AI to monitor changes of biodiversity, the development of clean fuels, including green hydrogen, improved battery technology to work alongside renewable energy. So I think the innovative technology kind of needs a purpose um and you know addressing the global challenge of climate change i think and biodiversity loss uh, should be high up, the, high up the priority list so i think technologies that are focused on sustainability are for me uh, ones that are going to be going to be very important over the next period thank you we have we have a a a, a late short direct question again this one maybe for, for, for you mike um from yevgeny thank you very much um, Yevgeny, could you please tell us a couple more words about Milan, Italy, and Southern Europe in in in, in general? How you see their uh, place here? Yeah. Um, so 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 far, um, we're we're not seeing a lot of um, response in our uh, SCI survey relating to uh, centres uh, in 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 Southern Europe. Um, so in some of the other indices that we run. Uh, we are tracking more cities um, across the south of Europe. So at the moment, it seems that um, although we, I, I certainly know that very good things are going on um, in uh, centres such as Milan, um, there doesn't seem to be um, a great deal of knowledge about what is going on or excitement generated amongst the international audience there. Um, so at the moment, um, centres, um, for example, Madrid drops 10 places in this edition of the index. Um, centres are struggling maybe to find um, their strength in the index and I, at the moment I'm not sure whether that is to do with um, the, the underlying strength of the technology sector in those uh, fields or whether it is to do with uh, the fact that they're not yet um, perceived um, by the wider audience as having um, that commitment to technology development. Um, so at the moment the joy is out on you know, where exactly um, that part of the world is sitting. Okay, I've got one or two more open questions about um, uh, large language models and, un and, and unstructured learning, which I will cover in my wrap up, because if we really started talking about that, we would certainly run out of time. We have more or less run out of time. Um, so if we can move on to the next slide, uh, please. I think there should be a thank you slide. Yes, um, so really, I just want to do some, some thank yous and, 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 and wrap up. Um, I think this is a really, really exciting area, and it's exciting because of the emergence of, 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 of technologies like large language models and unstructured machine learning, which has been around for a long time, but it just bursts into the public awareness and I think will, will affect opinion on what it means to be a smart center and, uh, and what smart fintech really means and, and, and all of those things um, over, over the next six months to a year. Um, uh, I think the reality um, uh, is that there's been an enormous amount of work going on in, in, in this area for some time, but we're just starting to see it and it's just starting to hit the 
um, the, 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 the general public, and that has an enormous impact. So this is a very fast-changing area, a very exciting one, um, and one where I, I, I suspect we're going to be asked to do a lot more research and where maybe we will be doing um, uh, some, some special topics within the Smart Centres Index or, or, or around, um, uh, that, um, uh, around that area. Uh, but it is for me to, uh, to do the thank yous. Thank you again to the audience for your uh, attention. Um, and for uh, uh, joining us today. A very special thank you to Bekjan uh, Mutanov for uh, uh, joining us and giving us some insight into what, what's going on um, uh, in the Astana International Financial Center and also your insights into some of the specific technologies that, 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 that really seem to matter um, uh, in this area. That's been extremely interesting um, and, and, and helpful. Thanks also, of course, uh, to you, Mike. Thanks again to our sponsors, without which none of this uh, would be possible. Um, and uh, 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 I, I would also like to draw your attention, if you think that May is almost over, just because we've got a bank holiday weekend coming up in the UK, you're quite wrong. Um, we, we have got three more events going on before, before May is out, closing the savings gap um, on Tuesday, um, digital innovation in financial services um, on Wednesday afternoon. And if that's not enough for you, an intelligence forums round table on Wednesday. Um, there are links on the slides and on our website so you can look at all of the different things uh, that we're up to. I would like to leave you with a couple of quotes. Um, I th thought um, uh, I, I would ask ChatGPT to help me to provide some really meaningful quotes to, uh, uh, to, end, our, uh, to end our day. I have to say I had to give it three, three chances at doing this. I didn't like its first couple of goes at this, but, that, but then it really, really hit pay dirt. Um, so there's one from uh, Heraclitus from about 2000. 500 years ago, um, who says, the only constant in life is change, which I think is very pertinent to uh, what we're doing with smart centers. And then a slightly more recent one uh, from, from a, a management thinker that, I, that I've always liked, Peter Drucker, who says, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I think we as a, as a group of people, the audience who take the time to, to listen to this sort of thing, um, and the sort of work that is going on in all of these uh, smart centers. Um, we are trying to uh, create uh, the, the future that maybe we're also trying to uh, predict. Uh, so once again, thanks to everybody. Uh, it's it's uh, been uh, such a, a pleasure uh, to, to, to host this webinar, and I look forward to seeing uh, many of you again very, very soon. Goodbye. Thank you.